It's Calgary's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Tonaguzzi coming to you today with Calgary's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Calgary, Alberta, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Paul Van Ginkle, who is an artist in Calgary. Welcome to the show, Paul, and thanks for taking the time to be here for our listeners. Thanks, Mario. It's uh, it's a pleasure being here. Tell us a little bit about what you do, Paul, and and the history behind you becoming an artist in this city. I'm a a fine art painter. I have been for 35 years. I left art school in 1983 to take a job at the Calgary Herald as an editorial illustrator. Um, I worked in that capacity for about six years and then resigned effective January 1st, 1990, to be a full-time gallery painter, of which I've been doing ever since then. Tell me why you made that decision to to change careers. Um, I had always intended to be a painter, but the opportunity to work for the Calgary Herald came about, and so I, I embraced that that challenge. It was it was fantastic working for the Herald. That's where I met you, yeah, <laughs> and, and a lot of other friends who who remain friends to this day. Um, but my ultimate goal was to be a painter, and work for the Calgary Herald was a stepping stone towards that goal. Now, as a business person in the city of Calgary, what are the benefits that you see of, of working here? Uh, Calgary Calgary's a very vibrant city. Uh, it's been my home since 1973. I was born in Winnipeg in 1960, moved here with my family in 73. And uh, I love Calgary. Uh, spent six years in Vancouver in the 90s, but returned to Calgary because it is home. There's lots of opportunity for me. Um, frankly, I like to think that I could make a go of it in, in most cities with my work. If you go after it, there's, a, there's an art market in every city. But there's something special about Calgary. Um, in addition to you know, a collector base and a good business community, it, it, you know, the opportunities to exhibit include Calgary Stampede, which is a, a world-famous uh, event. And with that, attracts all, you know, over a million people coming through the gates. I exhibit there, get tremendous exposure. Spruce Meadows, another world-class facility of which I just exhibited at. Uh, that, too, gives artists like myself an opportunity to showcase our work. So in addition to the foundation of any city, including Calgary, there are opportunities within Calgary like those two that are, are really great for artists. Okay. What about challenges of, uh, of doing business in Calgary these days? It is challenging, uh, but because I, as noted, I'm an artist, but also a very close second. I'm a small businessman, and so it's my job to, uh, to pursue collectors for my work, open up my markets, cultivate existing collectors, uh, roll with the times. I mean, if there are challenges, that often brings out the best of people. You have to think outside the box, be more creative. And if one is successful in that, in that capacity, frankly, the rewards are even more, more mm-hmm. substantial. And, you know, I, I, I must say my business hasn't suffered in, in a real substantial way, given the economy. And I'm proud of that. And I'm inspired by that. But you certainly can't rest on your laurels. You have to continue to pursue business all the time. I want to touch on something you just said there, because um, I remember years ago you, you said something to me, basically about being uh, you have two real jo- two jobs really. One is the 
the artist's job, what you, you know, it's your skill and what you do, but your second job is the business part of it, right? Uh, of your business. How difficult is that uh, for an artist, uh, you know, uh, to switch brains uh, and to go into the business mode? And uh, what have you done sort of facilitate that over the years? That's another great question, Mario, uh, one of which is on my mind every single day, the business side of, of art. You know, my objective is not to be rich and famous. It's just to do it for the rest of my life. And in doing so, one has to um, cultivate uh, some kind of business acumen and have a business plan. Unlike, you know, every business is that way. It's not exclusive to art, obviously. So, yes, first and foremost, I'm an artist, but I probably I spend at least 50 to 60% of my time on business. And what that means specifically is following up on leads, marketing, pursuing new things, uh, being organized, operating like a business. And, and I, frankly, I've chosen to do everything. In other words, you know, I, I, I have the concepts for my paintings. I, I execute my paintings. Everything relative to that, I market, I, I show, I sell, I deliver, I take out the garbage. <laughs> I do everything. And not because I'm a control freak, but I'm extremely mindful that that is my brand. And so everything relative to my brand, I want to have my fingerprints all over it. And I think it, it served me well. And, you know, the, there's many upsides to that. Then I have access and exposure to my markets and to the individuals. And more times than not, honestly, I become friends with people that collect my work. Yeah. And that's a wonderful byproduct of the, of the career that I'm in. Where do you get your inspiration? Where does that come from for, for, for the work you do? I can't speak for all artists, but when I do say artist, I also include not just visual artists, but painters, excuse me, um, dancers, uh, musicians, uh, writers, and so on. We're all artists. In other words, we create a, 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 we have a creative product that we try to, to market and sell. Again, I can't speak for everyone, but I suspect this is a, an answer given by most, is that what I do is I express my life experience. So whichever direction my life goes, I get inspired by that and I pursue certain directions. And more times than not, I express that experience through my work. So I specialize in Western imagery, primarily because I love it. I'm not a cowboy. I don't live on a ranch, but I have lots of exposure to that world mm -hmm. because I've chosen to do it because I'm fascinated with that, that history and, and, and in its future. And so with that experience of being exposed to cowboys and riding and, and, and so on, I extend that, that experience through my work. I love First Nations history, uh, history present and their future. That's another area. And through that, I've met, you know, chiefs and gone to powwows and sweats and traveled to Western Canada going to powwows. So that is the experience I get. And as a result of that experience, is reflected through my work and so on. I also love dance, different forms of dance, especially flamenco. Went to Spain to research flamenco culture in Sevilla and Madrid. As a result of that, that's, that goes through my work. So by virtue of this answer, as you can tell, I also pursue different areas because I think I'd probably be bored silly if I just did one area. But the primary objective is to learn and to learn about me and then open up new markets all the time with different subjects. Now you've always you've been around for a long time. You've uh, you've met a lot of people, a lot of business people, uh, and entrepreneurs. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received for being an entrepreneur? Uh, another great question. Um, 
you know, just by virtue of me pausing, I can't think of a specific piece of advice given by a specific individual, not to, not to assume and presume that that's never happened, but the advice or, or the, the, the methods of which I've been, uh, which I've employed over the years is just being very thorough, following up, uh, being consistent, you know, a lot of, again, general principles, business principles, of which I haven't wavered. I mean, there are a set of principles, like a top, top 10, 10 commandments, if you will, mm-hmm. that I, I, I do consistently all the time. And consistency, with, I guess, anything, and specific to art, it just increases your odds of doing well. Mm-hmm. There are no guarantees with anything. Mm-hmm. But if one is consistent, as I choose to be in my business, then that serves me well. Okay, I'm going to switch gears, ask you some more personal type questions right now. Tell me this a little bit about uh, what you do uh, when you're away from, the, from the, the, the art of making art and from the, from the business side of things. What do you do to pass time? What are your hobbies, passions? Um, I'm a little embarrassed to say I don't have a lot of hobbies. This is no excuse, but... Any, any success that I may have attained in the art world, I feel, is largely because I just really focus on it. Not to imply I'm a workaholic and I don't have balance, quite the opposite, I feel I do. Starting off in my career, I, I was a workaholic because I was so ambitious. Um, that hasn't changed, frankly, but I was so ambitious and I was hungry and the fire was in my belly. And again, that has served me well because I'm still in business today. So... Currently, you know, there is a focus on, on my business because I, 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 I want to reach my goals. I want to maintain a, a respectable living. But outside of that, you know, I'm a sports guy. I mean, I don't necessarily play sports other than go golfing and so on. But I follow a lot of sports. I'm an exercise guy, so I do a lot of walks and cycling and hiking. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I have a daughter who's in grade 8. So, um, you know, that is our mm-hmm. primary focus and so on. So we do family things. And a lot of it is just kind of, you know, hanging out and enjoying life. You know, I mean, life generally is so busy, uh, largely because of our given professions. So a lot of the downtime is really downtime and not, and not pursuing extra hobbies and so on. A lot of people, sort of on that note, a lot of people have asked me if I, if I pursue other artistic or creative outlets. And I always say no, because I kind of leave everything on the court with my painting. I just... As much as I love music and flamenco, I, I didn't try flamenco guitar and I didn't try sculpture and so on because I'm a painter and that's where my creative energy goes. If uh, you weren't doing what you're doing today, any thoughts on what you, you might want to do or could have ended up doing? Wow. Uh, my, my late father was a contractor. And that's why we moved from Calgary to, excuse me, from Winnipeg to Calgary because mm. dad's company got a big, big building. We moved west. Um, so I, I had an opportunity to go into the family business, of which my older brother did. My younger brother did not. So I could have pursued that because it was sort of, you know, it was a natural thing. But I didn't because I, in addition to loving art, I didn't really have an aptitude for construction and so on. It, it was great having a, having a job for dad every year in the summer. You know, specifically, I don't know, Mario. I mean, frankly, I really haven't thought about it much because, you know, I'm never going to retire. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life until yeah, my last breath. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, to be very honest, I'm kind of proud of my, my business savvy. And I think that would be transferable with a lot of other businesses. And because I op- operate my own business, I probably have, as an artist, I probably have my own business in some capacity. What that is specifically, I'm not sure. It wouldn't be like in the oil patch or, or stockbroker or whatever. 
probably have to do with the service industry in some in some way uh-huh. because I also like um, I'm very social and I consider myself outgoing and I love people mm-hmm. I, I honestly love people I love meeting new people and and um, my profession lends itself to that because when one exhibits when I exhibit you know I often meet literally hundreds and hundreds of people and I love that everybody has something to say yeah. and everybody has their own world if there's one word uh, that you can use to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I think there are several, but one word, and I've been described this by others, and I agree with this, is disciplined. For obvious reasons, I, I feel discipline yeah. is very important. And discipline is not, a, is not a bad word, I feel. It's not negative. One needs to be disciplined to be a good friend, frankly. Mm. You know, yeah. there's discipline associated with that. If things are important... You, you do it. So you, 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 you're disciplined to exercise, to eat properly, to be a good friend, to be a good business person. But also, you know, my primary objective in life and in business is to reach my potential, whatever that is. But what that is, for me, takes discipline to get to that, that goal. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of creatures of routine and habit, etc. Um, I'm wondering if you have a certain routine, a ritual that you religiously follow each day. Yeah, another great question, Mario. Um, stimulates so many different thoughts. Um, I am a creature of habit. You know, it's interesting, to, through the course of my career, I've had many people come up to me and say, oh, you're an artist. You know, do you get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and attack the canvas, you know, yeah. with a creative energy? And I said, you know, with a chuckle, I know because I'm, I have a routine. Again, I'm disciplined. I, I, I operate in, in a certain way, not to imply I'm so rigid that I'm not flexible or creative, you know, quite the opposite. But I, I'm a true believer that if something works, you know, just continue with it. So, yes, I have a precise routine. Get up at the same time pretty much every morning within a half an hour, seven days a week, even on vacation, same time. You know, during the week, work week, have breakfast with, with, with our daughter, take her to school, then get to the studio do all the administration stuff and following up the marketing stuff that I touched on, largely because it's important and it has to be done, Mm -hmm. but also to clear my head so I can focus on my painting. And then come five o'clock, that's it. Metaphorically, I turn off the taps, that's it. I I I resent and I don't like working at night. I don't work on the weekends unless I really have to. Uh, But because I'm self-employed, I can control my schedule. And And I'm a big believer that balance is good. We could all work forever and all the time, but forget it. You know, I feel I'm effective when I'm working for a lot of reasons, primarily because I have that off time too. Yeah. So the next morning I'm refreshed. I'm ready to start the routine again. Okay. I think I know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask you outside of Calgary, what's your favorite place in the world? <laughs> yeah, it's probably not a leading question, Nate Mario, because uh, you know me well enough. Oh, certainly Italy. Yeah. Um, boy, I've uh, been to Venice five times, uh, been to Europe seven times, Italy as a whole, you know, six of those times. My wife, Kristen, also loves Italy. She wants to move there someday, and maybe mm-hmm. that's going to happen. But just everything about Italy, and even within that country of which I've traveled extensively, you know, it's, it's all, every city is Italian, but every city is so incredibly different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to compare Venice to Rome or, or Florence to Milan. Uh, yes, there's undercurrents of the same culture and everything else, but they're also incredibly different. And yeah. I love that. I love that diversity within the same city. The whole Italian way, the passion and, and everything about it. But 
you know, I can't help but live my life through the aesthetic and through through the visual simulation that I receive and just the whole, all the architecture and the history and the sculpture and the art, obviously, of Italy just resonates with me mm. profoundly and highly inspires me. Um, again, Venice, I love my favorite city in the world. And as a result of that, again, I've painted many Venetian scenes mm -hmm. and anticipate doing more in the future. And that's the thing, you know, with my art, I work in series, like I do a bunch of cowboys, I do a bunch of horses, and then put those aside and start some other areas. And it's not as if I'll never return to those subjects, I will. And I've done a whole series of Venetian paintings, haven't for a couple of years, but I fully expect to get back to that subject as well. I'm going to present a scenario for you, talking about geography and places to be. But imagine this, uh, a small, beautiful, tropical island in the middle of the ocean uh, that has only one phone booth and no internet, uh, no technology whatsoever. We're going to drop you off there with, uh, with nothing uh, outside of the island. At any time, you can use the phone booth on the island to call the boat to come pick you up. How long do you think you're going to last there before making that phone call? And, and what do you think you'd do while you were there? Boy, that's very enticing. Uh, e even the prospect of that makes me relax as opposed to stress. <laughs> uh, but the, the truthful answer, of which all these answers are truthful, is that it depends on what else is going on. I mean, if I had other responsibilities uh, to address with my family primarily, but also business-wise and so on, I'd probably make the call relatively quickly. If external influences and responsibilities uh, were not part of the equation, I would probably, I would make the call for four weeks minimum. Absolutely. You know, I say in a, in a funny way, I wish I was, be careful what you wish for, I guess, but I wish I was <laughs> stuck on an elevator for eight hours, you know, that you couldn't go anywhere and your phone wasn't working. And, and I would, I'm so disciplined that I would accept that lot. I wouldn't struggle against it. I wouldn't swim against the current. I would think, okay, well, this is just the way it is. I'm going to embrace it. So just to be in that context, for example, and just do nothing, just to be quiet and, and simple and meditate, I would love that. Yes, all of us, including myself, can pursue those areas, but sometimes being forced by being on an island or something, if that's the result, there's nothing bad with that. Okay, great. Anything you'd like to add, Paul, before you leave us today? Yeah, well, I mean, relative to my, my, uh, my work and my profession, uh, I feel very fortunate and blessed to be living my dream and uh, being a full-time artist. The number one thing I feel with that, and I, I've talked to colleagues all the time, is just having the right attitude. Attitude is, is paramount in anything and with anything, with anyone, of course, but relative spe specifically about my profession, it's the great unknown, you know, especially if one is self-employed. Nothing can happen or everything can happen. But to have a positive attitude and an optimistic attitude, yeah. regardless of everything, because everybody always has stuff going on in their lives, struggles and so on, but just to remain positive and be optimistic. And, and that's how I choose to be. And it's a choice. We have a 13-year-old daughter. I tell Isabella all the time, you make a choice, honey. You choose how to be all the time. Whatever you do, every single day, you make a choice. Mm -hmm. And we have that option. That's the most powerful thing that we as humans have. Nobody should say they don't. Sometimes you're forced to do things you don't want to. I respect that. Absolutely. But by and large, you choose. So in the art world, I choose to be positive. I choose to be optimistic. 
and so on. And it has served me well, and I'm fortunate by it. Great. Thanks uh, for being our guest today on Calgary's podcast, Paul. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.